Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook and the universe's top-rated sportsbook. Damn it. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Wednesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. It is gross outside, so cuddle up to your laptop. Cuddle up to your podcast app. Mm. I don't know. That's weird. Whatever. Whatever you're doing, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe where you're listening. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Podcast and chill. Feels like we just left, um, but we're back and we've yeah, got. Yeah, you guys were here little... late last night. Yeah, yes, we were. Yeah, it those, was worth it. Those eight o'clock starts will. Uh, yeah, do that to you in Chicago. You know, I don't. It was last night was fun because we didn't have to talk about the 2022-23 Blackhawks for the <laughs> yes. whole show. So nice. Burke. It was a nice escape for for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like that. Uh, now and again, we're given. A little nod from the hockey gods of, hey, it's, we know it's been a tough stretch so far, Hawks podcast. Yeah. Here's a little bit of history for you. Here's yeah. Marion Hosa's banner. Here's the Avalanche banner. Here's uh, Jonathan Taze's 1,000th game. Yeah, here's, yeah, uh, here's Alex Ovechkin's 800th goal. So we're going to dive into the Ovechkin thing a little bit. Had some interesting conversations at practice about that. You're going to hear from Mackenzie Entwistle, who Greg and I caught up with after practice today. But we're going to start with some of the news from practice. Um, I got there pretty early, as I do, and I was in the secondary rink at Fifth Third Arena, and I saw Peter Morazic working with uh, Chris Kunitz. And is it Brian Kane? Is that the skating coach? Is that his name? Callahan? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, One of the skating coaches was taking shots on Morazic, and he was kind of working back and forth, working on the groin. Uh, I don't want to say he looked like he was in discomfort, but didn't look 100%, did not practice with the team today, but... Uh, Luke Richardson said that he is the backup tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sauter Bloom will get the start, so he's not hurt or anything. But I think they were just yeah, they're giving being him a cautious, a cautious yeah. day coming off the groin injury, he's coming not, off he, a tough start. May, maybe the 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 groins didn't feel great this morning. So yeah, well, and I think that I think that the situation dictated that you could pretty much give him an easy day because you have Alex Stalock who is getting closer and closer to being yeah. healthy. So that allows Alex Stalock to get a net to himself for the whole day and give Mrazek a little bit of rest without, you know, so he could still skate but not have to go through the vigor. And he's not playing tomorrow. So it, it, 
I think they're just being cautious. Yeah. If Stalock was not on here practicing, if it was or if, or if you know they were both healthy and you only had two goalies, I bet you he probably practices with the team. But yeah. we'll and, see. And a full participant. Stalock yeah. was out there. Oh, if yeah. you if you came in not knowing anything going on, you would think that he was. I think Stalock is getting really close. Yeah. Like as in maybe tomorrow night will be Arvid's last start until Mraz gets hurt again. <laughs> so. So tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> his <laughs> groin fell off while walking to the parking lot. <laughs> and I, security I, retrieved his groin, brought it back <laughs> to the trainer's room, and they reattached it. On his fifth groin. I, I don't like Well I, and they go ahead. No, I, I'm just I don't mean to like Raz on, on Peter Morazic. He's a good dude, I like him, but man, he just can't stay Yeah, and healthy. I'm raising my hand as the guy who was injured in my last year of football. I hyperextended my knee, came back, my first practice back, I separated my shoulder. Mm. Yeah. And I just I'm, I said screw and I popped it back in and it still bothers me to this day because I didn't get it fixed. That'll yeah. do Football. that. So yeah, I, I'm raising the hand as the guy who got hurt a lot. So I'm not gonna. I, I'm never gonna. Be I, I, I'm not. I don't mean to criticize guys for getting hurt. That's not what I'm doing. But it's just, you know, sometimes you just gotta take the misery and and yeah. joke about it, or mm-hmm. else you're just gonna go insane. And groin is a cry. funny word. Yeah, it is a groin. funny word. Yeah, I uh, busted up my shoulder in in football. Uh, my junior year, ended up realizing I tore my rotor cuff. Didn't realize that till the next day. And rotor cuff or rotator cuff? Are those connected? I think they're yeah. the same. They're, it's the, That's what, what they call them in Wisconsin. Oh, the rotor, the rotor cuff? cuff. Yeah, rotator. The, the thing that rotator. rotates your shoulder. Rotator cuff. It's like four muscles. I'll stop. Here's me. science <laughs> class. It's like four muscles yeah. in your shoulder that allow your arm to. Rotate. You know, there's a socket. You right. Know, this your arm bones. We know what you're talking about, but you said rotor cuff, rotator cuff, rotator cuff. Anyways, in Wisconsin, it's a rotor. Yes, I'm going to the pig doctor. Anyways, I tore it. I don't have time for those extra syllables in Wisconsin. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's something I learned today. Well, that sucks. That's great. I'm wearing this. I learned. uh, I learned how bad my injury was the summer after I did it. I was working at a produce market, the egg store, R.I.P. Egg store, and I lifted a giant box of pickles out mm. of the like freezer to yeah. go put out and my shoulders went oh. and the entire pickle thing went in my head f pickles that's yeah, what i say that's that's Not rough either all right the other part of news from uh Black, oh, yeah, blackhawks practice uh we are back folks with the five man power play unit power play one will be five, five, five forwards. forwards yes yeah. five men <laughs> five forwards as opposed to the three men and two boys when they were <laughs> so the power play one in practice was Kurashev, Domi, Radish, Johnson, and Kane with the assumption that Kurashev is there holding a space for Taves, who was out with a maintenance day today. Yeah, host a day for Taves. Yeah, so that's going to be, uh, it'll be to- it'll be Taves, Domi, Radish, Tyler Johnson, and Patrick Kane is power play one, power play two, Kurashev, Athanasiu, Whistle, and the Jones brothers on uh, the blue line. So um, Luke talked a little bit about uh, the strategy there said the teams had been doing a good job of taking away Seth's shot on the power play, so they want to have the forwards who have been, I think he said something along the lines of, they've been creative lately. Is that mm-hmm. kind of how he termed it? Yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, paraphrase like creating it, lately or feeling confident with the puck lately. And I think if, if we reflect on the last few games, the things that have been frustrating us early in the season of not shooting, passing up opportunities – the forwards have been a lot more aggressive putting pucks on net, especially on the power play. Yeah. 
So it's good to see that Luke is looking at trends of the team and saying, all right, so the power play looked okay last night, could look better. Let's take advantage of these forwards feeling kind of some confidence yeah, were, here and see what we can get They were aggressive of last night. They had yeah. 11 shots on goal on the power play last night. Yeah. You know, so whatever. Like, listen, at this point, do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> it's right. not going to get any worse. So just yeah, go for it. You know, if you got five guys that are, are shooting the puck, put them out there. Um, at some point, they got to go in, right? Right. Maybe and, theoretically. And Tyler Johnson, you know, having him back in, in the lineup is great. Um, I think, you know, he, he jumped back in into a tough assignment last night. Hey, jump back into the lineup and, and try and stop the Capitals and Alex Ovechkin from reaching 800 goals. This is a very tall task, and I don't th- think the Blackhawks were up to it as a, as a group. But Tyler Johnson came in, and, and he was effective, which was, which was great. Got on the, on the score sheet with a goal. So I think it's it's good to see that he's he's going to be back in the fold, he's going to be back in the mix, and he's going to be back on the power play, which uh, I know not a lot of good things have been happening this year, but Tyler Johnson, when he's been healthy and on the ice, he's been one of those good things for the team. He's been, And he's also been really good on the power play this season and last year when yeah. he was available. Um, and getting him back allows everybody to kind of slot in their proper positions anymore because with Tyler Johnson back, that means Juju Kara no longer on the second power play unit. And again... Not knocking Jujar Kara. No. He's not a power play player. He should never be on an <laughs> NHL power play. It's not his thing. I'm sure when he saw the dry erase board with his name on there, he was like, huh. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> really? Okay. Cool. Sounds I mean, fun. good for him. It's like. He scored some power play goals. Yeah, he has, he has a power he, play goal. He I, made know, the most of it. We, we were talking about that today when we were leaving the locker room. We talked to Mackenzie Entwistle. So we're going to play that footage here in a little bit. But we're like, yeah, I, I really enjoy Mackenzie Entwistle. He's a really good guy, tries hard, but he should never be on your power play. But yeah. it's not his fault he's on the power play because no. what else is there? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so gonna put he's there. getting rewarded for the effort and and what you know what he's been doing. Luke Richardson is rewarding him mm-hmm. and. Who and else is going to yeah, do it's it? Like there's some glaring uh, omission. Right. On We're the not power screaming either. like, oh my God, how come Entwistle's out there and this guy isn't? It's Entwistle's there because, well, you that's go, it. yeah, <laughs> you go down the list and eventually his name is going to pop up. Like, yeah. So there's, there's only so many power play esque players that this team has. You mentioned Anthony, see you on the second power play. Yeah. He'll be back in. Back. It sounds like uh, Reese Johnson is going to be the odd man out against uh, Vegas tomorrow. And Caleb yeah. Jones will be back. And Ian Mitchell will sit. Ian Mitchell will sit. Ian Mitchell, yeah. it's getting pretty obvious Ian Mitchell is not in the long plan terms. Or the long term plans. plans. Yeah. yeah. You know what I meant. <laughs> we're, we're all over it today. <laughs> so it's a rainy cuss. Wednesday. This is what happens <laughs> when you have to watch this team every day. <laughs> Your brain, Your brain, brain just doesn't <laughs> want to work anymore. Starts to, f- starts to misfire. Yeah. yeah with Mitchell, I just. I don't know. I just I, I don't see that he's any worse than Caleb Jones. I agree with you. Right. But it, I don't know if he's I think I, it's it, got more to do with what's coming yeah. than what's here now. Like they're not gonna commit to him long term when they know Korchinski's coming. Vlasic is is still here. Regula, Phillips, yeah, eventually Sam Renzel. Like I think it's more of like, hey, we're not going to sign you beyond this year because in two or three years, we're really not going to have a spot for you. I yeah. just, you're right. I agree with you. 
But I th- you say the same about Caleb Jones. Right. Right. And I, I don't think he's he should not be back. Yeah. So if I'm choosing between the two, and again, this is nothing against Caleb, but I'd like to see a guy in Ian Mitchell who had at one point was thought of as a pretty high prospect. Mm. The Hawks thought so. Uh, prospect analysts thought so. And yeah, he's had some injuries and hasn't really developed because the last regime didn't know how to develop. We don't know if this regime knows how to develop either. Um, I'd rather just let him play more and just see what he's got. Yeah. And maybe he becomes your, like we said the other night, your Adam Clendenning, a guy you have down in Rockford for his whole career. And anytime there's an injury, it's a guy you know can call, come up and give you some offense. Yeah. And that's just the rest of yeah. Ian Mitchell's I, career. I think that's what his career is added to, whether it's with the Blackhawks or if he right. bounces around. I don't. And I, I like Ian Mitchell, but maybe he just, wants to change. I, I I mean, if he could see, he sees what we see. He sees the last couple draft classes: yeah. Nolan Allen, mm-hmm. Ethan Demastro. He sees it, mm-hmm. so he's got to be like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get the opportunity I I want here either. Right. So it could be one of those at the end of the year, be like, we're cool, we're cool. Thank you, thank yeah, you. See you later. Yeah. You know, we'll mm-hmm. put in, we'll, we'll write you a a, a well, reference look, letter. He could also be. Yeah. He's also a guy who, you know, if you wanted to sweeten a trade, you know, sure. like we're going to give you Domi and Ian Mitchell for instead of a fourth, it's a third. Yeah, or whatever. Right? Yeah, I don't there's, know. I don't know if there's a market for that per se for a guy that's going to be an RFA. You know, you know, but you maybe never there, know. maybe there's a maybe there's a team like the Hawks who are valuing their AHL playoff experience Possibly. and says, Possibly. "Hey, we want to add a guy who's going to solidify our blue line down yeah. in the American League." Well, and, or you know, or it could be a team. Yeah, there could be a, like if he's going to get traded this year, I think it will be for a team that wants him for a Calder Cup run, not a Stanley Cup exactly. run. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being one of those guys. You can still play professional hockey for 10 or 12 years. It's better than than working in a warehouse. Still insecure, <laughs> Brandon Peary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean look, at, look at Garrett Mitchell, the captain of the Ice Hogs. I mean, lots of those guys. He's the king so, of Rockford. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, um, with Mitchell, you know, people say, oh, he's only 5'10". Yeah, he's a smaller defenseman, but... Smaller defensemen can excel in the NHL, but I don't think Ian Mitchell has the tools to be one of those guys. He's not fast enough to, to close gaps on defense, yes. and he's not dynamic enough with the puck to be a difference maker. So when you are that size, you have to be a difference maker offensively mm-hmm. or be super fast to where you can make up for your lack of size by being quick to the puck, quick to the position he doesn't yeah. have either of those yeah that's the thing is you watch him play and say what does ian mitchell do really well wear the jersey lot. yeah he, he looks, looks good, good in the jersey one's a good number it's a good number i like it yeah yeah it's uh it's, it's, it's soupy. And I, I, yeah right soupy i really like thought outside. that this would have been the opportunity but then the injury in camp has just derailed it and that it yeah. sucks for him but i i don't want to see them just quit on him right now like i know you got to get caleb back in there um uh, Luke said today he really likes Caleb's shot on the power play. Yeah. Does a good job of getting it through traffic. Fine. Uh, again, it's not an anti-Caleb thing. The, the signing no, of Jared Tenorti really hurt Ian Mitchell. Yeah, that's that's true. It's another another body that you put in front of him. But Luke Richardson loves him some Jared Tenorti. Yeah, and, and, and Jared Tenorti's been fine. That's fine. Yeah, for for what <clears throat> what little expectations you would have had for Jared Tenorti coming in here. Um, he has met and exceeded them. Yeah, 
He which gives is, he okay, gives the again, Hawks something they didn't have. Per yeah, se. yeah, of 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 physical, tough, mean defensive presence. Like, yeah, fine. I mean, I mean you, t- you take that, you you take that. McCabe can be that at times. Murphy can be that at times, but Tenorti is that. 24-7. That is that is Tenorti's yeah that is Tenorti's job. Whereas Murphy and McCabe can give you a little bit more of a dynamic defensive presence. And Richardson and the Hawks have admitted this that in order for the Blackhawks to really have a chance on a night in night basis, they have to be physical. Yeah, they yes. have to get teams off their off their game plan, and that was non-existent last night. And we saw what happened. Right. They were not physical at all last night, mm-hmm. and that's why. So. That's why Tenorti has a spot, and Ian Mitchell really doesn't. Yeah. The, well, other, the other thing defensively I wanted to mention regarding Caleb Jones and, and Ian Mitchell in that in that third line or third pairing spot is Jack Johnson and Seth Jones being separated. I think yeah. while it's been Johnson again, he's he's like Tenorti. He came in with like at the floor expectations, and he's met or exceeded them. Again, another low bar to cross, but he's done it. But I think now you're seeing how much playing 20 minutes a night, 20 plus minutes a night on 35 year old Jack Johnson is starting to weigh on him. He's not, he's not being as um, spot uh, inconsistently effective where he, you know, have a spot or two here where you'd you'd be like, wow, Jack Johnson's making that play and he's making that pinch, Um, you know, being able to, to, to step up and make, make this, uh, takeaway, he hasn't been able to do that a lot, and I think matching him with Seth Jones <clears throat> in recent weeks has been—it's just not working anymore. Right. Especially because Seth Jones is a guy you're going to put out there for 25 minutes a night at least most nights. So then you're also throwing out Jack Johnson. I think splitting them up uh, was is is a smart move. I think it was it was inevitable at some point yeah and I like that Jake McCabe who's been I feel like we would all agree is one of the more effective defensively minded defensemen uh, that this team has matching him with Seth Jones and allowing him to play 20 20 21 22 minutes a night uh, alongside Jones will help as, as as minimal as it sounds or it might be in the grand scheme of things it'll help that pairing with Seth Jones be a little bit better defensively and allow Seth Jones to hopefully open up a little bit more offensively, which is what he's paid $9.5 million to be able to right. do. Yep. Uh, Richardson mentioned that today. I don't know if it's in – is that part of one of the clips we have? Good question. We should find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play this clip from practice. This is today. This is just a couple hours ago. Uh, he was actually asked – I think it was Ben Pope – asked Luke, like, does he find himself – kind of learning on the job as he goes, and Luke kind of turned it into a general generalized answer. But it's good stuff here from Luke Richardson. Give it a listen. Can't re- overreact after one single game. I know it's not just one game, but last night was one game. Um, but it, it, it adds up. You know, and you can go back. Why did we not start well last night? We were, we were a bit well aware of what was on the line on the other side, but still we just needed to play our game. And then, then we control what happens on the other side. And the Winnipeg, we didn't start well. We, we talk about it and we have a morning skate that everybody's out together and then we try and give them an option. Maybe that's some guys need to just mentally focus and take a break uh, physically in the morning. So there, there's got to be um, you know, I mean, some just self-accountability. Each individual as a player, 
they have they have an opportunity to play in this league. So for me, I'm I'm just kind of doing the same thing as a coach. Like maybe maybe you got to push them a little harder some days. Maybe you got to pull back. But it's all Monday morning quarterback. Like you don't know until it's over. So that's when you learn and you try and add that to your thought process process going forward. So it's a long season. I'm going to learn a lot this year and. Uh, I think right now is just managing, um, you know, in a lineup and trying to keep it consistent and, and my message consistent. So those guys, no matter where they are in the lineup, because whether it's injuries or call-ups, and um, that they feel comfortable and they know what the expected of them on the ice. As long as I feel that we're being consistent, and today we showed positive things and negative things. We've done that from day one in camp, and we want to make sure that. Uh, we consistently give them the same message and hopefully that translate that they feel comfortable to consistently give the best performance they can. And can it be mentally challenging for the guys or you have to play your A game to, to maybe compete against these other teams, especially in the rebuild? Or? No, I think that that's expected of them, uh, everybody in this league. And if you can't do that over, over and over again, then you know, it's just it's not a threat. It's just a matter of fact that someone is going to take your job. And that's the same as coaching. Coaching is the shortest lifelong job in hockey. So, uh, you know, I mean, you got to have results. Otherwise, you know, patience runs out. And, um, you know, I mean, like, you have to make changes somewhere. So I think uh, you just got to, you know, go to the rink every day and give it your best. And, you know, make sure that you trust that the other person is giving their best. And no second guessing from me to the players and the players to us. And uh, that's the only way you can win in a team sport. It's not tennis. Or <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's all else forgiven. He, said it's, sorry. he yeah. said it's not tennis or golf. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. I got a little excited yeah. there. I was excited to get back to you guys. No, it, it, he, it's exciting. But what I, there's a lot there. But what stood out to me was when basically asked, how do you get these guys motivated? He's like, it's their effing job to be motivated. Mm -hmm. yep. And if they can't get motivated, we'll find someone who will be. I love that. That's uh, throwing guys under the bus without yeah. physically doing it. And that goes to a lot of the conversation we had last night when some, some of our uh, chatters were starting to wonder, hey, is Luke Richardson, is this Luke Richardson's fault? And it's like, no. Like, he's telling them the same things every day. He's preparing them. At some point, it's up to the players to do what they're yeah. what's expected of them. And that's not happening. So, mm -hmm. you know, eventually some new guys will be here and given the shot to do what's expected of them. Yeah, it's Luke Richardson and, and, and the coaching staff, they, they go through the X's and O's. They go through the practices. They go through the game planning. They, like Richardson, puts so much emphasis on video work and, and being able to, you know, pinpoint exactly – uh, you know the, the the good and the bad that this that this team is doing each individual player is doing and I you're 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 a professional hockey player you've been doing you've been playing hockey for 15 plus years at, at, at this point of, of, of your life like you don't need the hey here we go here we go guys yeah. let's go first rah, puck rah. first puck play hard like, like yes they say that all the time Right? You hear any mic'd up segment. All right, here we go. Here we go, boys. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. From, jump from the start. From the start. Like, that's just them. It's muscle memory for them to just kind of pep themselves up. Like, you know, here we go. Let's start the game. But these are 28, 29, 30-year-old professional athletes. And if they need the, here we go, little pep, you got a problem. Because you're getting paid 
six, seven figures to play hockey. And if you're not ready 82 games a year to play hockey, you got a problem. Yeah, and look, he said it earlier in the season, there's going to be those games where you just don't have it. And that's understandable, right? They are human beings. But for it to become a trend where we talked about it last night, 24 seconds into the game, Ovechkin scored. That was probably the fifth good scoring chance they had in that game. 24 seconds in. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. And, you know, he said, and what he said was, you know, we're chasing, we're down, so we got to change our approach. You're not down 23 seconds into the game. No. So what's the excuse with the start? And there you go. There you have it. They're not ready to go. And and it's interesting. This other piece of tape we have, John Dietz asked him about, well, I think the question's in there, right, Lawrence? Yes, about um, it is. forwards yeah, like kind of peeling. Yeah. Let's hear it. I, here's what I want you to take away from this, though. This is a coach who clearly communicates to his players what they are supposed to do because he explained it to us, and I knew what to do. If I went <laughs> on the ice, I would suddenly know how to defend that play. My fat ass can hardly skate. I would get out there and know, get in front of the crease and tie somebody up based on what Luke Richardson says here. Give it a listen. It's really good stuff. Some X's and O's uh, from the head coach. Um, in rewatching some of the goals, it looked like, at least from my standpoint, there wasn't guys were kind of gliding back at times. Um, especially thinking on the fourth goal, you know, when we're putting on two develops and Morazic makes the save. Um, so do you see a little bit of that last night? Is it some stuff that's Yeah, I think they hustle back early, and then and what looks like to me is all of our game, our feet stop moving, and we're staring at the puck. There are five guys' heads looking this way. We're not looking over our shoulder. We're that came in on one and then doubt on that one, I think. And we showed a few of those clips today and we have to be more aware, like let the guys back do the job. And then four and five have, especially have to stop in the slot. We can't come and curl away. Uh, it looks like they're kind of gliding and then they're curling away, but they're just following the puck. It's like a, it's like tractor beam and it pulls them in. And part of that is because we didn't do our job in the offensive zone, whether we turned the puck over or we, we lost to ref three and it's an odd man rush. So you're panicking to come back and save the day instead of just doing your job and letting the other guys do their job. So I think there's a bit of a trust that I, I mentioned to the guys today between the forwards and the D and the D and the forwards that we had, we were in sync at the beginning of the year. And whether we won every game, we were moving together. Now we're, no one's moving their feet except the one guy with the puck. We have to have our forwards slashing, moving our feet, demanding the puck, and then the Ds have to move quicker. So we have to get both people have to uh, join in on that, uh, you know, on that marriage and earn that trust back again. And then that's how we have to play. How much Vancouver was like, well, do you want Kane going to the puck there? Because or should he have been looking over his shoulder? Because Vancouver was like just you know, racing down the middle of the ice. And nobody yeah, that's it. the one that, um, uh, you know, Ovechkin backhands, right? I think so. Domi's first back, kind of in the slot, but Ovechkin's going in, and you feel it's dangerous, so he dives in. And then Kane kind of replaces Domi, but then he curls to his normal side. He needs to, he needs to be there. Both of them need to be there. And to me, I think Ovechkin on his backhand, I would let the D handle that. Domi could get in the sink to the crease, and then Kane could be right behind him in the middle of the hash marks. But we need at least one, if not two, there. Feel like I'm in the film room. Really, I, I, we've talked about this a lot. Like, he is so willing to tell you exactly what went wrong, and they show them video. They break it down all the time. If you read Mark Lazarus this morning, uh, it's all about Jonathan Taves and Jonathan Taves's reliance on video 
and using himself as an example when things go wrong and that he makes mistakes on. Like, these guys are prepared as much as they can be by the coaches. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of executing the game plan. And what frustrates me and, and I think all of us is, like we said last night, this is not a rookie team. It's not a bunch of kids. All these guys, for the most part, have a lot of NHL miles on them. Aside from Entwistle and Kurashev, a lot of these guys have played a ton of games. Well, even Entwistle's got, what, over 100 at yeah. least? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, these these are not <clears throat> these are not uh, Blackhawks. This is not a Blackhawks team that has four, five, six, seven rookies rotating in through the lineup. This is a team that is built of guys who have been around the block for hundreds of NHL games, AHL games. Like, like they they have to be able to be prepared to start games, be prepared for all these, you know, different situations that, that can come up during a game and also be able to, you know, execute the game plan that is that is put in front of you each night. And I think, you know, with, with what Richardson said after the game last night was that, you know their 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 structure and how they want to play gets disrupted when they're trailing constantly so you know there the, there are the things that they want to accomplish it's just <clears throat> sometimes they're forced to not play the game that they want to play they're not able to dictate the 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 game because they're they 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 allow the first goal or you know they 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 muster a comeback. They were down two nothing. Now it's two two. But right after the two two goal, the next shift they give up the lead again, or they give up the you know the a goal again. So it's it's a lot of having to chase the game. So it's not really, you know, a, a couple games ago he was asked about you know the team being able to to, to muster up comebacks. And he says, yeah, well we can't do that all the time. We can't force the urgency of having to come back in a game all the time because. That's not how we. Want, that's not how we're able to play. It's not sustainable to be able to to play. Oh, we're down two goals, so we just got to go for it. Go for it every time. That that's not that's not sustainable. That's not how anybody wants to play. Right. So when their structure breaks down because they have to change how they have to play, it just it just really complicates things. And I think at that point, <clears throat> you're hoping that the players that you have on the ice can, you know be able to keep a little bit of that structure, keep a little bit of that game game plan together, but play with some desperation and it's 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 an al it's it's altering the game that they want to play and it's just not sustainable. This is a team that has to play mistake-free hockey to have a chance to win every night, but it's a roster that can't play mistake-free right. hockey. That's, that's so tough. it's, you know, and, and Chuckle Muckle great comment there about something Luke said earlier uh that you you can't move on to step two without mastering step one, and this team just can't mas master step one. It's it's the truth. It yeah. is what it is. It's it's how this roster was constructed. Right. This is by design. This is exactly how it was supposed to go. So we can be frustrated all hell about the starting on time, but you know it's it's serving a purpose. Um, it's 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 getting the ultimate goal hopefully accomplished, but you know it's. It, Luke Richardson is the anti-Jeremy Colleton. It's so refreshing to have a guy that just can break things down where before, you know, Colleton had that attitude of, I'm smarter than you. This is my system. It's going to work. Yeah. And if it's not going to work, 
it's it's their fault, not mine. Where Richardson's like, hey, whoa, <laughs> nice. sorry, that's the Clownerton, Clownerton noise. Um, where Richardson's more like, hey, you know what? I'm trying here. I'm doing it as simple as yeah. I can, but the results results aren't happening because you know we got to be losing two to nothing every game. Right. Yeah. Well, if you want to be winning, you should go to GreenRidgeFarm.com and get yourself some delicious meat sticks for your face hole. They're amazing. Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. I absolutely love their deli meats. We get the uh, the oven-roasted chicken all the time, make sandwiches all week, but I am never without the spicy chili beef sticks in my fridge. They are perpetual. They're <laughs> just like the box of baking soda you keep up yeah. there. Yeah. There's always meat sticks in my fridge because they're amazing. You should try them too. 16 grams of protein per stick. They come in chicken, black forest beef, jalapeno cheddar, and my favorite, the spicy chili. Having a holiday party, having a charcuterie table, slice those meat sticks up, put them out there, put a little toothpicks in them, you are going to win your holiday party. Fancy. I just had a Polish sausage. We have some, uh, the, you know, the sausages in the fridge. Of course And I do. pulled a Mario. Uh, yesterday I got mad at him for... Uh, he, well, okay, because he, he, he I'm, I'm saying, oh, I need, I need to eat lunch. He's like, oh, there's meats in there. You want to grill them up? Like, I don't have the patience to fire up the grill right However, now. However, he was here waiting for the Hawks game, and it was like 1 in the afternoon, and he didn't hey, have to leave. no one needs like to know summer. how much time I had to kill, all right? But I did, and I was <laughs> also hungry. doesn't fit my narrative. And I wanted it grilled. Now, he just threw it in the microwave for 30 seconds, whatever. I did that today. It was still delicious. That's so fine. I'm Absolutely. now fine with what Mario chose he to do. He just eat, my friends. Just nuke it. Yeah. Look, go get yourself some of these meat sticks. You can find them in the refrigerated section at Costco. That's the big boy. You get you go to Costco. It's like a it's like a I don't know. There's, I think there's maybe eight or nine. In the nine would be weird. It's probably eight or ten in the back <laughs> when you get the meat sticks at Costco. I'm assuming the same at Sam's Club. The Costco's or in your Chicago Land grocery store. It's so good. We would not lie to you. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and Include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Again, GreenRidgeFarm.com. Order any three meat products and add those meat sticks as well. The meat sticks will be free with the code CHGO at checkout. That's GreenRidgeFarm.com. Simply natural meats. You know what's just as good as various meat products for your face hole? Hmm. Saving money on tickets. And more money for meat. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you could save money over at a game time on your Blackhawks tickets, and you can take those savings and buy meat products for your face holes. It's a win-win mm -hmm. situation. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought was possible? Yes. Right at center ice. You want to sit on the glass. You want to sit behind the penalty box. Well, Game time can make that happen, and they also have the biggest last-minute price drops on the seats that you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets this season. Looking at it right now, hey, you want to go see our favorite hockey player, Phil Kessel, and the Golden Knights of Las Vegas? Speaking of meats. Thir speaking <laughs> of face holes and meats, Phil Kessel, he's got a lot of that. $13 Ooh. is the cheapest ticket for tomorrow night's game, there's also some great deals going down 
you want to go see Tampa Bay on January third? Twenty five bucks. Yeah, looking down the line, Buffalo nineteen bucks. Yeah, nineteen for bucks. Buffalo to see, see Jay's Tate favorite Jay, Jay's favorite player, Tage Thompson. And you never know, maybe uh, Patrick Kane will be a saber at that point. Could just be. kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, big Tank game on. February seventh against the Anaheim Ducks, twenty bucks oh, gets you yeah. in that game. So, ooh, Zegras, Michigan goal, let's go. Yeah. Hey, it, it could be the Connor Bedard Cup in that game. So head over to Game Time, if you really want to help out CHGO, and I know you do because yeah. we you love us just as much as we love you. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets by click clicking on the link in the podcast description. You can find it right here if you're watching live on YouTube. Scroll down from these manly men you see right now on the screen <laughs> you'll see below it the link that says game time click on that but before you do that smash that giant thumbs up button too. give us a like please damn it and join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats for all your favorite events mm-hmm. all right speaking of chgo some really cool stuff to tell you about we have gift memberships available right now you got a Chicago sports fan in your life trying to find them the perfect gift? Get them a diehard membership at allchgo.com. It's an awesome deal. We just got this going today. This mm-hmm. just launched today, so take advantage we of it. We know you haven't done all your shopping yet for the holidays. Oh, hell no. I haven't done any Or <laughs> ask. If you're not a diehard yet, you can ask for this gift. Mm-hmm. For the holidays, just send the link directly to your loved ones, and they will knock it out of the park for you, and you could join us as diehards. And why would you want to be a diehard? Well, you join CHGO as a diehard and you get some merch. And we've got some pretty sweet merch available, including our legendary 81 design, which we launched when 81 went to the rafters. I like when we have to be vague about stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just go to the chgolocker.com. lawyers have podcasts. Yes. <laughs> chgolocker.com to get your legendary 81 design or any of our great chgo designs and when you become a diehard you get a free shirt or hat every year upon sign up and renewal so jump on that and, and you, you can save 20 percent off every time you order 20 yeah 20 percent off every time you order it's like we just keep sending you bed bath and beyond uh coupons every every day exactly yeah. and i got my new hoodie on here very warm very toasty was rocking it at hawks practice today and the other thing we want to talk about friday is our CHGO Bulls takeover mm-hmm. diehards again, as always. Save on this. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. Chicago versus New York at the United Center. Drinks at Crossroads before the game. A free shuttle to and from Crossroads. And, of course, a game ticket and Immaculate Vibes mm-hmm. with um, Big Dave and Matt at the game. So all of these things available at allchgo.com, and you save on all of it. When you are a CHGO diehard. And when you become a diehard, you also get a little membership card. Yeah. Put that right there in your wallet. Get access to the rebuild report. You get, yes, you get access to exclusive content on uh, allchgo.com. And uh, you also get some discounts on some of our partnerships as well, as far as I'm told. So that's a good reason. 2023 is going to be the year of CHGO. So get in now and don't miss out. That's right. Absolutely. All right, um, we got some other stuff to get to before we wrap up. We had a really good conversation today with Mackenzie Entwistle, and Greg and I said, hey, you know, kind of a slow news day. Let's take a look around the locker room, see who's out there ready to talk. And we remembered we spoke to uh, Mackenzie Entwistle before the game in Denver, before the first game of the season, and that's where our conversation began saying, hey, you told us you guys were looking to prove everybody wrong. 
How are things feeling? How's that now? going for you? Yeah. <laughs> How about that whole deal? <laughs> Two months later. So let's hear what uh, Mackenzie Entwistle had to say today after practice. Just want to. We talked to you uh, before the season over in Colorado, and uh, you talked specifically about you know wanting to prove people wrong and really show you know what kind of team it's been, and it's been a tough little stretch here. How has uh, the mood of the room been since from the opener to now? Are things still uh, positive? How's it feel? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously it sucks losing. We're on a uh, tough little stretch here. Um, you know, I, I think. Uh, the good news is, is we have a lot of hockey left to play, um, and uh, we know that we can play good hockey. We know, um, you know, we had a couple guys injured for a while. They're all coming back now, so we got full roster back. And um, you know, I think I think we got a couple games coming up. We were four and six, so it's a good, good, good little uh, stretch to try to get back into it. Um, but no, I think at the end of the day, you're coming to the rink. It's it's positive in here and. The guys want to play for each other. It's just a little, little rut. I think that we, uh, we we know that we can play. Like I said, we know we can play good hockey. It's just a matter of doing it. How would you rate your progression as the season's been? Obviously, this is like your first year where like you're cemented in a spot. You're in the lineup every night. You're getting some power play time. How how do you feel your personal progression? Yeah, I think um, you know I've had a, uh, you know some ups and downs. I don't think uh, you know I, I've played great hockey by any means um you know like i said like you said I, this is kind of the first year that i have been in the lineup for the majority of the game so for me um you know i, I just got to do something every single night that that uh that you know is is whether it's playing hard defensively winning face-offs getting hits um you know I, i'm trying to i'm trying to do that every single night and uh you know i, I think i still can improve. I think for me, um, the biggest thing is holding on to pucks more, uh, making a little bit more plays down low, uh, especially in the offensive zone. I think I get some pucks and um, you know I, I kind of stop moving my feet, whereas um, I can use my size and, and protect the puck a little bit more. But um, I think you know those are things that I've been working on in practice every single day, and um, you know I just kind of continue to, to grow as a as a player and, and continue to learn. But I think uh, I, I think there's definitely some room uh, room for improvement and. and uh, you know, like I said, we got a couple a couple games coming up in this next uh, little bit, and um, you know that's uh, that's kind of uh, you know in these games I, I really want to prove uh, prove that, that I can I can play and still and, and, and uh, be effective every single night. It seems like it's been better lately from a team perspective, but we saw as the offense was struggling, guys even maybe a little more hesitant to shoot. Do you think that comes with uh, the frustration of not just trying to be perfect? How do you how do you explain that when the goals aren't coming, the hesitance to shoot? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, you got to put pucks on net in order in order to score. So um, for us, I think, uh, like you said, when when things aren't going well, I think and you're not scoring every single night. I think that's kind of that's kind of you know sinks into your game a little bit. You try to make the perfect play, and and I think uh, we just got to get back to playing simple and, and putting pucks on net. And you know, there's a lot of rebounds, a lot of a lot of chaos in front. That um, you know, you look at some goals that, that have been scored. Um, the past little bit they've all been uh you know kind of rebounds in front and tap-ins or or battles in front that, that you win so um you know it's a balance here and there but i think uh, at the end of the day it all comes from shots on net and, and having that shooting mentality i think we've lost that a little bit i'm sure you're getting tired of us asking about the starts of every game but you know you guys have been chasing the majority of the yeah. season it seems every night it's two nothing but you guys don't give up and get yourselves back in games. But how important is it to consistently start scoring that first goal? Yeah, it's it's uh, you know I, I think 
the first first little bit of the, you know, I want to say it was what thirty seconds of, the, of that game we were down one nothing. So um, you know that's that's obviously tough, especially against a team like that to come back. Uh, you know they're highly offensive. So um, you know I, I think for us we we got to find a way to start, like you said, start start games better um, because we know that we can stay in it, and and we've we've shown you know when when it's two nothing, you know one nothing, three nothing, you know we, we can come back and we can stay in the game. Um, and and we did we did fight back that last game, and I think we had a lot of chances. Um, that could have won either way, and and uh, kind of ended up on the wrong side. And then once they get one, two, it kind of kind of piles on a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I think for us, it's it's like I said, just just starting the game uh, on time, being hard on their top line, and and, and trying to limit their chances. Obviously, you know, you, those guys are going to get chances and you can get looks. It's just about limiting them. And um, you know, I, I don't think we did uh, you know the, the greatest job at that. I think uh, especially in the first period, I think. Later in the game, it was a little bit better, but um, and, and that's ultimately why we kind of stayed in it until the la latter half of the game, right? So, um, yeah, start games on time and and uh, and have a little bit more shooting mentality, and, and uh, I think the others will be fine. What was it like watching uh, Ovechkin hit 800 last night? Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. Um, obviously, you hate to lose, and, and you, you know you, you kind of don't want to be the team that he scores a hat trick against, but. Um, you know, when you when you take a, a step back and look at uh, what he's what he's accomplished and been able to accomplish, it was uh, you know it was pretty cool. I, you know, I don't want to say it was a, a cool to be a part of just because it was against us, but um, you know, if, if, you know, when, I, when I'm done playing, I think uh, that's going to be sort of something that you know is it's pretty crazy that uh, that he can do it and. You know, I think ultimately he's probably going to be the greatest goal scorer ever to play. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's, it's you know, a testament to him, and, and uh, you know, the puck kind of follows him, and he knows how to score. So it was uh, it's pretty. Uh, you know, congratulations to him. It's it's cool. Great, thanks. First of all, I like Mackenzie Entwistle. That is a thoughtful hockey player that says stuff. Yeah, yeah, I you know I appreciated when I was covering the Ice Hogs and he was down there. Mm -hmm. I always like, okay, great, they brought us Mackenzie Antwell, so I'm going to get actually more than six <laughs> one syllable uh, obviously, words. Obviously, obviously, yeah. obviously, obviously, and uh, he's obviously, a very obviously. well spoken, intelligent young man. Yes, uh, if he had parents, they'd be proud of him. <laughs> My favorite thing. <laughs> the, the, the dumbest thing about this is we didn't even play that comment on the error, no. so it's only our joke. I don't care. It's I know. So I, I have no idea. I, okay. You I have to give us these little moments because this season is freaking miserable. We have to. All right. We, every now and again, we have to re-explain the no family Mackenzie whistle thing. He has parents. We yes, talked to him mom before the game in Denver, the, the opening game of the season, and he said he was talking about how everyone was excited. And their families were there, and everyone was excited for the game. And he's like, I don't have a family. What he meant was... He doesn't have a wife and he, kids. He, yes, he didn't have anyone there, and didn't have anyone there watching the game with but him. But these three idiots are going to take it to a whole different level. <laughs> that's what he said. I don't have a family. And we're like, oh, that's sad. He's got you no know. parents. That's, and, so, that's terrible. And had we had a better relationship we kind of would have called him on it like oh what happened to your family was there like some kind of accident or whatever you know um so it is our inside joke to each other that we have now brought to the air and it's not funny for anyone but the three of us That's but funny. lord give us this please because yes. it, it sustains us There's every very time. few moments to like have a good laugh at this season <laughs> and they're good it's good for the soul i actually feel a little bit better after that
Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's good. And after we talked to him, I actually like just put the recorder down. I was talking to him about Ovechkin, how Ovechkin just stands there. He doesn't like, skate. <laughs> he doesn't skate until it's time to skate, and then he gets the puck and he scores. Rinse, repeat, 800 times. That's why he's going to yeah. play till he's 45. That's why <laughs> I have no right. doubt he's breaking Gretzky's record. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, just, you know, the vibe is still pretty good. Like, we watch practice. Yeah. We're in the room. No one seems like no one's stomping around. No one's pissed off. Uh, Patrick Kane talked today at length because Kane and Taves are about to play their 1,000th game together. I think Oof. Sunday which is, is that milestone. Kind of cool. Another thing we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Fucking God, well, it, all was, right. it was a little weird because I got over to Kane after the first question was asked. Me too. And they were, he kept talking about Taves. I'm like, did Taves retire? Is that why he's not here today? <laughs> like It was like... Is, did I miss something? Did he finally like give us wave his no trade clause? But I didn't realize they were talking about they were they're going to play in their one thousandth game together Sunday uh, against the Rangers. I believe is yeah. that uh, milestone. But he, you know, even Kane was chuckling, laughing, joking around. Um, the room is loose. The guys are. I think they understand. They understand. They know what this is. Yeah, they knew what this was before mm-hmm. the season started. Yeah. And, yeah, that little, that whole, hey, we're going to prove people wrong at the beginning of the year. I don't know if they necessarily believe that, but you got to say that. you got to say it. you got to have some sort of belief in yourself. And now that that reality has kind of set in, listen, these guys are, I think most of them are like, yeah, this isn't the be- this isn't a great situation, but let's make the best of it or else mm-hmm. we're going to be complete. I'm, 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 I, I take it the attitude that I have when I go to the rink every day. I'm super lucky to be covering an NHL team. Yeah. Regardless, it's a really bad team right now. But you know what? It's still pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of these guys are like, yeah, I'm playing on a really bad NHL team, but I'm playing in the freaking NHL. Like, let's make the best of a bad situation. There's never a bad day <clears throat> being an NHL player. No. Uh, because you are an NHL player. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had people ask me this year, like, man, how is it covering such a bad yeah. team? And I said, you know what? The worst day at the hockey rink is still better than the best day in a cubicle. Right. I, I absolutely agree. And, and yeah, I think <clears throat> the, the roster, as much as, you, as, as much as the narrative was, oh, no, one, no one's believing in us, so we're going to believe in ourselves, and we're going to prove people wrong. And, yes, we have a chip on our shoulder, and, you know, the, the start that they got out to was great. But I, I, I think, you know, it's it, – they're not fooling themselves. They have to look around the room, and then when they're out on the ice, look a, look a, look down the down the bench at the other side and go, ah, we're out man tonight, huh? Well, so re- it's 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 this reminded of that every night. Yeah, so it's this <laughs> narrative that you have to kind of just remanufacture up the the okay, we gotta we gotta prove people wrong, we gotta you know every, everything like that. When you're on a bad team, you know it. It's not a mystery. I. My uh, senior year of high school football, we had 13 warm bodies, and five of them were freshmen. This is a varsity high school football team. I had no delusions that we were going to make the playoffs or make a run to state or win conference. We got our teeth kicked in, and you knew it was going to happen. But you had to go out and do it. You had to go out and put your best foot forward because what else are you going to do? And that's what Jonathan Taze said last night. And, I, and being in that media scrum post game last night, I 
what it, it felt tense from Taze. And it really felt like, like he, I walked out of the locker room thinking he is done with this team. And I really felt that way because of how he was talking and, and, and talking about like, well, what else are you going to do? Same old, same old. Just got to, just got to plow through it. Can't let the frustration seep in. But it, his body language was like, you are frustrated to hell. And I, I think maybe maybe I read in a little bit too much to that because we all know Jonathan Taze is prone to grumpiness sometimes. Well, especially, you know, for a guy that intense, immediately before and following a game, he's going to be extra ramped up. Right, yeah. And when most questions are about, hey, Alex Ovechkin just set the record or just made history against you guys, how does it feel? Well, it feels like shit. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I I understand it from that. But his his messaging was, what other choice do we have than to show up to the rink every day, put our best foot forward, and continue to be you know professionals, and and try and make the best of the situation. So, you know, I I, I think that they, that message is probably circulating through the players of hey, it can't get, it's it's not going to get any worse. So let's uh, do all we can to try and make it better. Well, it's interesting. Today, Mark Lazarus wrote about Taves in The uh, Athletic, and here's the end quote of the story from Taves. Yeah. The test and the challenge is special when things aren't going your way in your external world, whatever you want to call it. It's a challenge for sure to keep showing up and having that attitude. You're going to have fun. You're going to work hard. You're going to enjoy the grind and the not-so-good aspects of the game. And I think if you keep doing that, you show up and you work hard and you do the right things – things do turn for you. So I don't know when Mark got that quote. Was that last night? I don't think that, that was, was last, last night. night. Um, but there's Taves very clearly saying, hey, it's not easy, but I'm." he's trying to find the love in the process, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah. And we mentioned this a couple shows ago. Justin Fields said it. Like, I don't care that I'm getting better. We're losing every week. And I've never in my life lost. Right, Justin Fields has grown up and dominated grade school and high school and college, and he's just not used to that. Yeah. Taves is the same way beyond what Fields has done because Taves came from North Dakota, a hockey hotbed, a great hockey school, was the best player his whole life, comes to the NHL, has basically instant success, is a star his first year, wins a cup his second year, third, third. year, then two more after that. It's been nothing but success for Jonathan Taves and Kane, mm-hmm. so to go through this is extra difficult for them. Jack Johnson's been on some bad teams. Drew Jarkera has been on some bad teams. Tyler Johnson's been on some bad teams, right? Like, these guys have been through the ups and downs of it. Taves and Kane really haven't been yeah. through the ups and downs until things started going downhill for the Hawks, and even then it was like, well, Taves missed a year. Well, you know, the coach isn't great. Well, you know, like, there were some excuses built in, mm-hmm. This year is really the first time there were no expectations, and it it has to be a hard thing for those guys to deal with. And I think as hard as we were on them last year, I think we should be fair and say, hey, both those guys could totally throw a bomb into this entire thing right now, sulk, be grumpy, be crabby, and it would be a disaster, mm-hmm. right? Because those two guys, they lead the locker room one way or another. And so far... Their attitudes have been positive. Yeah, they get pissed off after losses. Who doesn't, right? But overall, their demeanor has been good and positive, and and the team has sort of followed their example. Now it's a matter of how long can that last. And if they do go, who picks up the slack? But, of course, we've got 
many, many months to get to that. But yeah, we got all summer to talk about. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> so summer, maybe I can actually wear those shady rays by then. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have your chance. Don't worry. Because <laughs> ever since they sent us those awesome shady rays, <laughs> the sun has not come, come out. <laughs> Me and Mary and Hosa to come back. Shady shades. Yeah, but if you'd like to get your own shady rays, I know a place you can do that. Is it shadyrays.com? It is shadyrays. Oh, wow. You don't check out what are the odds? I read this read. <laughs> I don't. I'm very happy. That, that means a lot. Uh, Shady Rays, they are a high-quality sunglasses company that never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So, by golly, they went out and they changed it. You do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because at some point the sun will come out again in Chicago and you can look really cool at a really great price with Shady Rays. Someone once said it comes out tomorrow. Now, that person's been lying for the last four days, but, you know, it's okay. It's, it's going to happen at some uh, point. Well, Greg, it uh, does look like the sun will come out tomorrow, and that's just uh, science. All right. I'm not. Is it Tom Skilling? I mean, supposedly. Very good. Casey Kasem? I do get the Casey cross reference a lot. That's what the, the Sox guys were telling me yesterday. Mm. I don't know. Well, whatever it was, I enjoyed that. Thank, Thank you, you, Lawrence. Uh, Shady Rays. They are premium Polaroid. Polaroid. They're good sunglasses. I'm Polaroid. just going to that word today. <laughs> Again, losing just fries your brain. Yeah. Uh, best part about Shady Rays, it's that really awesome, insane protection program that I keep telling you about. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, no matter how you destroy your sunglasses or lose <laughs> them, where you lose them, how you lose them. They will replace them. Even with that stronger protection program, they still managed to make quality that I could tell you for being a customer the last couple of years. They are just as good, if not better, than any of those expensive pairs on the market. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So not only are you going to look really good, you're going to do something really good for those in need. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they're going to take that big ball of profit open up the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory and throw it right out it. They don't care. You either love your Shady Rays or they will pay to ship them back. <clears throat> and they love our CHGO listeners just as much as we do, and they are giving you one hell of a deal. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to save 50% off on two or more pairs of sunglasses that's buy one, get one free, kiddos. That's a good deal in any language. You can get two pairs of awesome Shady Rays for as low as 54 bucks. The more you buy, the more you save. Here's how you take care of your entire holiday shopping list. If you haven't done it yet, you give everybody a pair of Shady Rays, and you elevate them all to Die Hard membership, and you are oh, going to be the yeah. coolest person Boom. in your in your family and circle of friends. So go check them out, ShadyRays.com. And... When you're uh, waiting for the sun to come out, so you can pop on those shady rays in style. When the sun does come back out, you can enjoy that nice weather, enjoy that sunshine with a great set of cornhole boards from Chi Town Cornhole. Chi Town's custom cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box-style designs can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted to your liking. They're completely customizable, and they come with built-in drink holders right there in the back of the boards, which is great. Great place to put your drink while you're playing cornhole. They also have the LED lights 
around the hole. So uh, when the sun does go down, you can keep on cornholing all the way through the wee hours of the night. Never stop. And uh, on the exterior of on the exterior of the boards, they have the handles, which are make it a lot easier to carry them because uh, these are not cheap, flimsy cornhole boards. No, no, no. They are handcrafted, made of premium wood. And uh, they have the scorekeepers in the back as well, which is also handcrafted and uh, perfect for when you're getting good use out of those drink holders. You can keep scoring, keep the mental math out of it. Shy uh, town Custom Cornhole is a veteran-owned and operated business, which is fantastic. And they can ship anywhere and offer local pickups. Perfect for those last-minute holiday uh, orders. You can go and pick them up. Pick them up. Don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that. They also specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. They make great wedding gifts. They make great holiday gifts, uh, gifts for all occasions for the tailgaters and the backyard barbecuers in your family and friends group. So check them out at ShytownCornhole.com. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards. And as you know, it's hockey season. It's time to light the lamp with DraftKings Sportsbook and official Sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. $150. I won $350 last night on DraftKings. Well done. Betting on Alex Ovechkin's hat trick. That's right. That was me. If that wasn't enough excitement, thank you. You can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Greg won his last night as well. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the wonderful DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And tomorrow we've got our play of the week, so make sure you stay oh, tuned yeah. for that. And I'm very distracted because I think it's Santa here. I keep hearing Ooh. jingle bells, and the oh, child know. in me is getting very excited. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. I see if uh, Stucky Claus makes it. Stucky is, Claus is, might be is a shirtless dark guy now Santa. Is oh, that'd this, be fun. That's too be. dark. We can't see shirtless jingle yeah. bell guy. If he's out there with no shirt today, he's got problems. Respect. I'm just sad. No one in the chat noticed that I changed the set around. Yes, we had a set the, change. Uh, yeah, took my book off there during the end whistle. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. I'm interesting. just. Can I just once again say how. I am just amazed that I get to get paid every day to come in here, watch hockey, (laughs) and say things like face hole and cornhole on a regular (laughs) basis. I mean, this is just yeah. I'm living the dream, folks. Pretty wild, yeah. It's it's too good to be true. Some days. Do not make sure meat sticks in your cornholes, though. No, no, (laughs) not the chili ones. Keep them separate without consent. Oh boy. (laughs) Um. All right, we're back tomorrow night after Hawks and Golden Knights. uh, Mm -hmm. That game, NBC Sports Chicago. But just start making plans, though. Friday night against the Wild is ESPN Plus and Hulu only. Mm. So if you don't have them, get them. There's free trials available. It's very affordable. If you're a hockey fan, you should do it. Or just steal someone's password like yeah. most of America yeah, that's does. A good, that's a better idea. There you yeah. go. So we'll talk to you tomorrow Not night endorsed. after Hawks and Phil Kessel on the CHGO <laughs> Blackhawks podcast.